So what did you think of last week's episode, Matt? <laughs> it was kind of uh, that was kind. It was kind of a reunion of uh, two of the kind of the the bigger stars of <laughs> of Old Gamers Almanac. The, the, yeah. the kind of the. The big wigs were in a little bit, you know? <laughs> I you messaged you listening? two. I messaged you two, and I was like, what's with only an hour-long episode? What's the deal? I'm used... At this point now, I expect two and a half hours of, like, let's get distracted and talk about one specific mini game for Listen, 45 minutes. And I didn't get no. any of that last week. It was you a great episode, know, see, but I need the tangents. The I need the here's Sun the and thing. Hunter, the Sunter no, tangents. No. You don't know our brand, <laughs> You you and do not try to sabotage that brand right now i yeah. feel you okay yeah, sure i feel you right there trying to sabotage uh me and son's brand is we talk about a game for as long as it's worth it yeah and it doesn't matter like the the worth value is uh -huh. specifically calculated so yeah final fantasy 10 that's a game i've been thinking about my whole life and so is son so we yeah. talk about it for right. two and a half hours okay anachronox right. no yeah. that's how much that got yakuza ishin that's how much it got like the that's that's how it works for us. The the theme, the, the proper theme of y'all's two's brand is how high up can we allow ourselves to crush this puppy up the list? How many well, yeah. how many olive branches can we <laughs> extend to a particular game at any given time? I don't know what y'all are going to do next, but I'm excited for it to be the 15th best game of all time, despite everything to the contrary. I feel like every time Sun comes on the show, his philosophy about yeah. the ranking part is kind of like being at the horse track races <laughs> and just placing bets. You yeah. know, he's yelling yeah. like a dragon, he should yeah. like a dragon, he it should go you know, all the way. To, yeah, it's going to go all the way. My, my, my boat's coming in soon, honey. <laughs> Well, the other thing to say here at the top, just as this part of Cold Open, very excited about the announcement. Some people maybe didn't listen to that episode. Uh, sometimes people aren't into a particular game. But if you're just checking out this episode, you should know that Hunter and Son announced an, an OGA side project yeah. uh, of, what did you call it? Side Quest? OGA's we're, Side Quest? We're calling it OGA... OGA Side Quest Season 1, uh -huh. uh, and the, the, with the subtitle being Dragon Quest. Me and Son are going to play through every Dragon Quest game in order, wow. in, in uh, preparation for the eventual release of Dragon Quest Twelve. Um, and and I haven't even figured out how we're going to play Dragon Quest Nine, which is the <laughs> online one. So that won't work. Yeah. Or is it 10 that's online? Whichever one is online, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And uh, it's not a problem that we'll have solved, okay? And maybe we won't solve it, but we'll still do an episode about it. We can do whatever we want, okay? Yeah. Um, also, you know, uh, it's exciting to be, to be starting a new thing, but... One of the conditions of this one is uh, you don't know when it's coming out uh -huh. and you'll never know when it's coming out. <laughs> you'll never find that out. Yeah. It will just, it's, it is a, we, we give it to you when we're done with it. Right. Vibe policy. Yeah. And anyone that wants it, uh, <laughs> no. So, so just, just chill, just chill. And maybe you'll get a little yeah. bit of extra, a little bit of extra juice in the can every yeah. once in a while. You'll just see a new one pop in the feed as a bonus episode. That's what it is. If you pray every night, eventually your prayers will be answered. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> well, you know, I'll say this, and, and I've mentioned this a couple times on the show. Uh, in February, no, January 2022, uh, we ordered the Analog Pocket. <laughs> it is... April 20th, 2023, 420, baby, yeah. uh, that is, of time of recording. Yeah. And I don't have one. Yep. 
You know what I'd like to play Dragon Quest 1 and 2 on? Yeah. And 3, probably. Right. An analog on an pocket. analog pocket. Yeah. So I don't I wanna, have that yet. I want to be a part of the Dragon Quest 5 one, and I finally do it on... I want to play that on DS. That's been my, like, dream for kind of a while now. That, that'll just be like, we'll time it out so that you're playing it with that and also with me, and it'll be like a both side quest, but also an episode of OGA at the same time. I mean, yeah, if, <laughs> if you can fit it in, you can fit it in. Yeah, right. there's there definitely would be no like, uh, oh, it must just be me and son. I'm yeah, more just sure. figuring like, what will people have time for, yeah, et cetera. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting thing. Um, and I've, I, there's a lot of Dragon Quest games I've never even touched, never even played a little bit of. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited to finish all of them, especially Dragon Quest Seven, which will, is over 100 hours long, which is why I'm not telling you. <laughs> How are you, you doing this before 12 comes out? That's my question. Oh, we'll do it before 12 comes out, <laughs> especially because what's going to happen is Sun's going to finish all of them like yeah, yeah. next week. And then I'll be like, uh oh, and then I'll get like guilted uh -huh. hardcore and I'll have to, you know, just kind of like ruin my life, but only for like a couple months. <laughs> but like, it's not like I tend to pile on lots of work regularly. Yeah. It's just every once in a while where I'm like, you know what? Let's only work and do nothing else. Oh, is it 5 p.m.? Was I supposed to eat something? <laughs> Let's go! Welcome to the Old Gamer's Almanac, the definitive ranking of every video game, every week at a time. I'm one of the people on this show, Matt Martins, and joining me is the other person on this show. Hey, I'm Hunter Donaldson. What's up, gamers? Uh, gamer Nation. Gamers up? rise up. Gamers, gamers rise, rise up. up. We gamers are up. returning to our 90s PC gaming, the extreme teen, now that's what I call video games season. Uh, yeah. And part of our PC list was a game that is a part of PCs. They are they are personal computers, but it's back uh -huh. in the days uh -huh. of named of Amigas and and things like that. Uh, this was first released on Amiga. It was released on a bunch of other platforms, but it is 1991's Another World, also known as Out of This World. And it is the stuff of legend. It is a game that uh, has been talked about since it came out uh as as an all-timer right that's my understanding well, of this game going into it there was actually a year where no one spoke of it actually oh, really 1999 oh. no one said a single word they about were too busy world. thinking about how good 1998 was they couldn't yeah. stop reminiscing about that year <laughs> yeah so so it's it's a game that's been talked uh it's it's been you know what i don't really i don't know if i agree with the framing that maybe it's been talked a lot about mm -hmm. in fact yeah. I was looking on YouTube uh, and expecting to find like a bunch of essays about it. Right. Um, and I think that here's my thing. I think that people have heard a lot of game designers, mm -hmm. especially Japanese game designers, talk about their love of this game. Yes. And then people will be like, ah, oh, cool. I can kind of just reference back to this. Do I want to play it myself? No. <laughs> um, and so they don't do that. And so yeah. then they don't talk about what is so great. Uh, about this game right um and i i say let's let us yep. do that job today because to, to be honest i'm i'm let down there's not enough out there yeah. about this like yeah. like of just people being like played it and here's what i think about it um because yeah. it is a dang 
it is a dang good game, but it's also an old game, and uh, it's got the strangest vortex of crustiness yeah, yeah. that That's I true. have ever seen, and I think will be the main thing that we will talk about today. Yeah. Uh, so to talk about the what, what this game is, it's a very short game uh, where you play as this guy whose name is apparently Lester. Uh, I don't Lester. know when that's said. Maybe it's said in, it's in, in the a, book. It's, it's in, in the, the book. book. But yeah. notably, this is a game where you really do not need to have read the manual for this for this game. Uh, this is not like our other 90s games of this season where it's like, well, you I mean, the manual exists and you had to read it. Uh, if anything, it yeah. just sort of gives you some of this backstory, essentially. Uh, the best thing about this is, I mean, Lester feels like very much just a stand in for Eric Chahi, the designer himself. Like it feels like he was working at his computer and and all this. And the reason I say that is because one of the opening things that happened is uh he he pulls up in his ferrari 288 gto like he just like it has to this guy has a ferrari because he's cool because i'm cool i love i love lester i don't know why it's a critical uh detail that this guy drives a ferrari but it is well so it might be it might be because so so a lot of the animation in this game is rotoscoping and so yes. it's funny when you say like it's a stand-in for eric because eric is literally, is literally. standing <laughs> in for lester uh to to film like yeah him him walking and stuff like that and him doing the the there, there's a part where he has to press like a keypad and that's yeah. eric um the car is a toy car that uh -huh. eric has so it's 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 the film of it is him just pushing a tor toy car into, into the frame. Gotcha. And that toy car is probably just a Ferrari, so it made sense for it to be the, the Ferrari. same Ferrari. So so Lester drives a Ferrari, <laughs> maybe not because Eric thought he needs to drive a Ferrari. <laughs> it could just be that he was like, well, the toy car I have is a Ferrari. I so. have that or I have the mystery mobile, and one of those is, <laughs> is licensed the property. <laughs> The the gun the gun prop uh, yeah. for the for the animation where Lester picks up the gun that's just cardboard literally yeah. just cut cardboard <laughs> he did not even go buy a fake laser gun that's really funny uh, so this game is essentially he's a physicist and he's messing with an experiment this is all a cinematic that tells this you're you're watching kind of a beautifully made cinematic especially for yeah, 1991 like unbelievable when you think about what was possible in 91 not only does it look good but it looks like wholly unique to me I. I've never mm -hmm. seen a 90, early 90s game that looks like this. Um, so anyways, some bad things happen and he gets warped into another world, the titular uh, place. So he's there <laughs> and you are immediately just... That's what that's where you are, and that's what you're doing. Is like you're there. I yeah. don't know, man. Figure it out. Uh, the the most beautiful aspect of it is that like you can just stand there for a second and be like, where am I? What do I am I supposed to do? And then a tentacle jumps out of the pond near you and kills you, and then it right. and and it resets you to back to that spot. And it's uh, I'll note something right off the top here. This game is uh very kind in its reloading it's a game that will kill you very very often but it mm -hmm. is relatively generous with just like putting you one screen back so when we when i talk about things like celeste really figured this out and like changed our old memory of old games being mean and long runbacks nope eric chahi figured it out in 1991 it's always been around just people weren't doing it so too many people decided they didn't want to follow chahi's lead and put you back like one screen at a time at any given moment <laughs> Yeah, so let's go back to let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about fiction before we get into uh, yeah. game mechanics because I do. I really, really love the premise of Another World because this is kind of classic sci-fi that I feel like we don't really see anymore. Yeah. Is just the idea of magical 
transportation mm-hmm. um that then i think of like uh john carter uh which was made in that kind of horrible disney movie or whatever actually i don't know if it's horrible i didn't watch it yeah. uh but you know john carter is about like a civil war vet that gets transported to mars magically <laughs> what a um, weird. this was a thing that, <laughs> yeah yeah it, no it of was course a, it was a thing in science fiction uh to just have your care because also it's like it's smooth, it's clean, it's easy. You take a character that is gonna be the fish out of water yep. that the audience can just put their sel- themselves in uh, that perspective right. and just poof them into an adventure. Yeah. The thing about Another World, when compared to like the tropes of this type of science fiction, is Another World is, I think, the darkest uh, depiction of this style. And also oh. the most realistic and, and true to... Uh, the premise, yeah, because Lester gets transported to another world. You don't find out anything about that. You live in this world, yeah. and you pretty much figure everything out by just uh, farting around, yeah, moving like, and interacting you, with objects. <laughs> you do not learn how to communicate with the aliens. Yeah, most of the aliens that you meet, except for one, hate you on sight and yeah. will just try to kill you. Right. Uh, there's no uh, discovery of whether Lester will find a way back. That it, The story doesn't even deal with that. It yeah. doesn't even care. For all you know, Lester absolutely will never go back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. And that's deeply sad right. and a strange thing to just be like, yep, the story is about what the story is about, which is not about Lester returning home because that's probably not possible. Yeah, it's one step removed from he gets teleported to this new world and immediately suffocates and dies because the atmosphere yes. is not suitable for human life. <laughs> basically. Absolutely. It, 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 <laughs> Yeah, it, it is the closest I've seen this science fiction premise be taken to uh, the sort of non-dramatic, realistic yeah. out- outcome, which would be uh, human beings cannot survive on any other planet yeah. or world in the universe. <laughs> I was thinking about this just, just the other day. Earth is by far the best planet. Yeah. We've seen so many planets out there, and they suck. They're oh mean. my god. They're Have so you mean. seen other planets? They are not good. This is literally the best spot in the universe. <laughs> For us, at least. Uh, yeah, so the, the game mechanically, then, uh, you, you just dive in of, I don't know, figure out how to just stay alive. We introduce right. to you immediately that things are going to kill you, and at each step, you need to figure out how to not die to the thing. Don't stand still. The tentacles will kill you. Okay, I'll move right. forward. There's a weird slug on the ground. I'll walk over it. Oh, the slug stung me in the knee and killed me. Right. Okay. Right. Let's uh, try that again. And what you are immediately faced with is mechanically, there's not one thing that any given button does. I mean, there's sort of, it's like move left and right, moves you left and right, down makes you kind of duck down to the ground. But like your action button, your A button is context sensitive. And there, the, the first thing you do is like you, you start hitting buttons and you realize your guy will like do a little step forward, a little stomp. And you're like, oh, okay. That means I can stomp on these slugs. So I'll walk forward and I have to be really gentle about if I take a step too forward, the game mm-hmm. is punishing and will kill me. So I take a step back, kill the slug, take a step forward to kill the next slug or whatever but then like later that button is going to do something slightly different or or be reinterpreted for the new task you have to do or whatever yeah so the game is a side scrolling like adventure game it's almost it's it's like a that to use like terms they maybe would have used in 1991 it's like a slow mario yeah um it felt like 
um 2d prince of persia to me at first like sure, the, yeah, the way it, the sort of movement and and uh, like your inertia and your jumping the way some of that stuff feels was very prince of persia right it's it, it i would say visually it's it's very similar there is a very specific rhythm to the movement of yeah. another world that i really like that i don't know if there were any games before it that mm -hmm. that had this vibe of movement but if you ever played odd world mm -hmm. at all uh the reason it actually kind of throws a little bit of shade at odd world to play this game not that i love the odd world games and i'm talking specifically of the first two odyssey yeah, and exodus right uh the way those games work is just exactly another world. Like the way Abe moves is just exactly the way Lester moves. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit odd. Like in in Odd World, I figured the re the reason Abe moves that way is because he's a big goober. Yeah, yeah. And now I find out it's just because Lester, who is not a goober, happens to need to move that way in order right. for the game to work in another world. Very strange uh, realization there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, literally, the way every event of this game plays out is just, like, the next obstacle you have to overcome. Um, that, that is all that the game is, is figuring out how to approach the next obstacle. And so, for mm -hmm. a little bit, it's like you get to this spot and this monster jumps out at you, and you realize you need to run all the way back to jump off a cliff, to grab a vine, whatever, you get back. Eventually, though, you are captured and you are taken to, like, an alien prison, uh, and right. you are put in a cage with another alien that I guess everybody calls Buddy, colloquially, no, colloquially known as Buddy, or maybe yeah. somewhere in the in the guide uh, it, it referred to as Buddy. This is the one alien we will develop some sort of relationship with, uh, and you start that relationship by the two of you swinging your cage back and forth until it breaks and you can escape, and now the rest of the game truly begins. I'm going to do a bit where every time we mention something that is like in another game, <laughs> I'm going to claim that another world is homaging that so <laughs> before in, it happened in an homage to final <laughs> fantasy 9 there is a we're stuck inside of a swinging uh, above ground prison cell that we must just wait why do they design prison cells this way by yeah, the yeah, way right. it's a horrible design if if the fact that your prison cell can swing to one side all the way and bust yeah. them out why would you build it that way but anyways it's a fun puzzle yeah uh it's i would say that the way all the puzzles work in another world, um, because of the limited, like, uh, like we have one context-sensitive action button, yeah. and the movement is a little bit awkward, uh, it definitely can be hard to, like, execute some of the solutions yes. to these puzzles. Absolutely. But the visual design is so smart mm -hmm. that I almost never felt like I didn't understand in, like, just purely physical terms mm -hmm. what i needed to do i yeah. could always look at it and be like i need to do this right. now getting lester to do that yeah that's a little bit that's like kind of where the challenge is right but the visual language of another world is so smartly put together that you you really understand each uh you know kind of roadblock that the yeah. game puts in your way yeah and um the the last mechanical thing to really sort of set up is after a couple beats going through uh, the sort of catacombs of, of this alien prison or whatever, you eventually find a gun and you get one of their laser pistols. And mm -hmm. the laser pistol is now what you're going to do with your action button. So essentially at this point now, you have like five relevant buttons. Left, right, down. 
you can press up. Up doesn't actually do anything. Up is a, is a also jump, basically. You have a jump button, and you have action, which is what your your gun will do. Action also makes you run, like you can do a sprint if you're holding down the action mm-hmm. button. Uh, but if you stand still, a single tap will fire your blaster once. Pew! A holding it down until you see it sort of find a, a, a moment's charge will cause a force field to be set up in front of you. A little red speckly line will be in front of you, and eventually you will learn that other aliens' laser shots will get stopped by that laser line in front of you, your barrier. And then if you hold it up for essentially two phases of its thing, it'll fire like a super big bursty laser that can like destroy walls or enemy laser barriers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And now you have... Almost everything the game is going to ever ask you to do uh, with buttons, <laughs> not necessarily sure, within yeah. puzzles, but with the buttons, you know, every button press that's going to happen. Yeah, it is wild how arcade like mm-hmm. the combat in this game feels, which kind of gives another world this like strange kind of like I feel like this game has like tendrils that stretch out yeah. and touch like every other game <laughs> yeah. ever made. Like they it stretches all the way into 2023, all the way into the future. Uh-huh. And then as you're playing it, you're like, "Dang, there's some like Galaga in this game." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah. some like weird like old Namco arcade mechanics inside of this game as well. Yeah, that arcade quality. I mean, it feels to me it feels the most like Defender, which is like you can you you can kind of scoot back and forth on both sides, and sometimes you're on a yeah. screen just sort of like micromanaging all of the very sporadic problems it's throwing yeah. at you on that particular screen, and you're like, gotta fire left, gotta fire right, gotta fire left and right, and and there are like Hunter was describing. There are times when that is like clunky. Okay, like sometimes at least for me, like I had trouble getting. Uh, Lester to like turn around properly right the, mm-hmm. it, it, the button press would it was maybe it felt sluggish or I was hitting it like too soon before another animation was finishing or whatever that's where like sometimes this game can feel finicky the other one is like the jump is like a really sort of specific distance and right. you have a few platforming puzzles that take just a number of tries just to like get yourself in the right spot uh one thing you said to me when i was still playing it i actually stopped playing this game at one point and was like listen i get it i know what this game's asking me to do i watched uh sort of a let's play of the last about 15 minutes of the game right uh and uh, or that's maybe maybe thirty. Game, man, well, exactly. You know, no, I know exactly. Twenty minute game without deaths. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. It, that's the the idea. If you if you play it perfectly, it's like twenty minutes. For me, it was like that's going to take me another two hours to to do mm-hmm. that to figure out how to do all those things. I watched it, um, but like the thing I was having trouble with was like bouncing up against little mechanical things. Um, but what you said to me at one point is, yeah, I mean the game is a lot of the time about shimmying just a little bit just lots of just yeah. get lester to take like a little half step forward like you 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 do so much of that just to kind of get him to do actually what you are really wanting him to do with his gun or with whatever with the jump you need to make all that kind of stuff yeah so there there's a certain this is kind of like a late game tactic but it's hard yeah. to talk about this game at all without talking about all of it because mm-hmm. it is really it's really quite uh, short, which is not uh, that's not a negative at all. In yeah, fact, why aren't all games yeah. just short and packed with goodness the way right. another world is? But um, yeah, I mean, th- there's a certain it's a very weird kind of tactic. But the way you end up <laughs> playing with the blaster is like you shield 
Maybe like a couple times, not just yeah, one. Yeah, Don't yeah. throw one shield down. You can That's have up to work. three. You can have up to yeah. three. So you're like, yeah, I'm so, going to utilize so, that. <laughs> so throw three down, and then the objective is to sort of scoot so yeah. that your gun is sticking out because your shield will block your own bullets if you are behind yes. your shield. Right. So you're trying to scoot, so your your gun is poking out. It's basically Gears of War, okay? <laughs> it's it's, a cover it's shooter. Gears of War in 1991. <laughs> it is a cover shooter, but you are kind of just willing it into existence. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game is yes. demanding it of you, and you yes. have to will it into existence at the same time. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's weird, but once you get... I, I will say this. Um, for however clunky we're going to say the game is today... Um, it is learnable because yeah. I learned it because I was like, I was, ha I was struggling on one of, there's a combat scenario later in the game where, um, you have aliens on either side of you. Yeah. And I'm like, how do people do this? And I right. watched the video and that's where I learned this tactic. I'm like, oh, that's what they're doing. And then I started doing that. And guess what? It works. So right. like, however clunky the game is, like you can do it too. Like right. you could figure out how to uh, execute it somewhat better. It's just every once in a while, you're going to be like, oh, Lester went too far. I'm not yeah. really sure why. <laughs> Lester moved a little bit. Lester kind of jumped suddenly. Not yeah. sure why Lester's doing that. And every once in a while, and I have to stress, not very often, but every once in a while, you get a, a reload point that is like just past one of those difficult encounters. And then the next thing mm -hmm. is like another difficult thing they want you to do. Right. And for me and my brain, that is what hung me up the most is like, I did this challenging, th this like very finicky challenging thing. Right. I accomplished it. I would really love to be rewarded with not having to do it over and over and over and over again. And in one instance, I did it to myself. I played myself. There's more later that it still hit me with, but I will note uh, to, to your point, Hunter, of like you looked up a video to, to just sort of double check, like, how are people doing this? What is hilarious is in the moment that I gave up and the reason I gave up initially was because I was in a cave and my reload point was at a certain thing where it essentially was at the uh, the breaking point of multiple webs that I could mm -hmm. go down and I had to figure out which one to go down. And I wasn't quite learning the lesson the game wants to teach you, which is if you're getting, if you feel like you're getting reset back really far, it's because you went the wrong direction. Like the, yes. we are going to yes. give you those save points. Every three screens, you will get a save point unless you've unless, gone the wrong go, way. Yeah, <laughs> unless you go to the wrong screen, in which right. case your save point will seem very mean yeah. suddenly. But that's your yeah. cue, right? That's immediately yeah. your cue. Of, your nope, try, yeah. and, and I didn't catch that uh, like in this instance. But anyways, the bigger story here is... I started watching a long play of it, and the one I picked in particular, I didn't pick one of the 20-minute ones. I picked, like, a 45-minute a one, because I was like, I want to, I don't know, I just want to see someone who's, like, actually figure it figuring it out, not, like, I know yeah. how to play this and I can knock it out, right? And in watching that, I saw them do the gun combat horribly and mm -hmm. try and try and try, and it, and it seemed like every time they got through it, they barely got through it, and I was like, I do not want to do that i'm already having some difficulty with this gun and it looks like there's so much more of it and that's when i gave up i was like i understand this game i don't think finishing it is gonna like tell me things i don't mm -hmm. already feel about it um but then you and i had another conversation and i felt like i just felt bad i felt bad that i hadn't like gotten over the f especially you told me oh well you've been going the wrong way and 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 the big sort of threshold i thought i was up against 
it was expressed to me like, nope, that's not. It's going to be quite a bit easier if you try a different yeah. thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll try it again. And I watched another long play and saw them do good combat. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. This is manageable. And I was the able to tackle it. And it, it just felt it just felt different. It opened itself up in my mind. Mm -hmm. And and I was able to beat the game uh, without massive headaches. Still had my frustrations that are my own internal thing that it's just a thing that happens you, but hey Matt, i made it through it the therapy hat on no no no, no. Do i don't it, i don't no. i absolutely not leave it in the closet leave it in the closet here because i i don't i i want <laughs> you can you can all hey matt you're my you're my best friend you can always lay down on the couch no 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 buddy this one doesn't need it i would say i i beat the game was happy for it but i want to talk to you more about uh, sort of the rest of the experiences because we're not really done talking about like the crazy mechanical things this game does. There's a part where you just get into a tank and figure that oh out. Oh my god, <laughs> the tank moment is like the most genius thing. I, I that it might be thus far. If if we do if we do like an end of year uh like thing again where we uh -huh. give out like the OG the Ogagas yeah, yeah. the Ogagas come back. Uh, right now, my number one for best moment in a video game <laughs> is the tank moment from Another World. Yeah, and I'm about to spoil this. So if yeah, you yeah. if you're bought in on this game, just check the turn the episode off. Yeah, yeah seriously, just go play it. It's it's a short it, game. It takes an uh, afternoon. It took me it took me someone who was bad at it and had a lot of hangups. It took me about five hours total to That's accomplish beating true. this game. I just game. looked up how long it took. It took you three hours. That's weird. My Steam Deck literally tells me a different time. Oh, <laughs> but really? okay. Well, that, it, that it, could it, just be a that could, yeah. That, that's just a weird discrepancy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well. Well. There you go. Um. But yeah. So this tank moment. Got to tell you about it. So, uh, you're 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 the whole thing is about escape, right? You're you're trying yeah. to get out of uh get away from all these evil aliens, and uh, you end up, I guess, kind of accidentally because you're just kind of fumbling around. You don't know anything about this world that you're yeah. at. Right. Um, you and Buddy end up in like a coliseum, but you're inside <laughs> some... like a tank. Uh -huh. So it's like you're having some sort of tank battle, but there's also like people watching. Like, I guess it's supposed to be like an event. Uh -huh. And the way they depict you being inside of a tank is it shows you the tank up top and there's just crazy stuff happening. <laughs> Basically, you're causing a riot. You're not supposed to be in this tank. Yeah. And then down below is just your perspective and there's just a bunch of buttons and they're just alien buttons and you don't know what they do. <laughs> and it and you can press any of them. And sometimes you press them and they create even more New buttons. buttons. Yeah. And sometimes you press them and they change colors. You never learn what they do. You don't <laughs> learn that. You just press all the buttons that you can yeah. and the tank just starts doing stuff. Right. And oh And my you can God. die. Like you, you can you yeah, can be you fumbling can around it. and you blow up and you get reset and you gotta go back and try again. And you yeah. get jump back in the tank. You're like, okay, uh, left, left, up, A, left, up, down, uh, A, 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 D, D, down, up, down. It, it worked! Okay! <laughs> I was cackling. Yeah. and having such a good time through this moment. <laughs> it is like legitimately one of my favorite moments in any video game ever. Um, the frantic speed of it and the comedy of it, but also like the fact that it is like, I mean, it is a game that is asking you like, and I wish more games did this, uh, just freak out and yeah, spam buttons yeah. as it's fast not as you a can puzzle. right now, buddy. It's not a puzzle yeah, to be it's solved. It's not a puzzle. It's not a puzzle. It's like, just freak out. Just press. 
yeah. press. You don't know what it does. Just press the stuff. Press that one again. Like I love that energy. If I ever made a game, I would homage that moment because it has yeah. not been. There hasn't been enough of that. That's like the only part of the game where I'm like, oh, I don't remember this in all the other games I've ever played, yeah. which is like pretty much what everything else felt like. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's wow. hilarious. God, I love the tank. It, moment. The game is sort of cruel with you in that way because it it, it literally is toying with you. Okay, like yeah, at, at, at plenty of times there are it's it's i want to be the guy style stuff which is to say like sometimes you walk through a room and you immediately get punched in the face and knocked yes. down and killed and you're like okay i guess i'm just not supposed to go in that room and i right. think for me as a person who gets frustrated easily what i what i felt myself saying to myself is it feels like this game has a script and has blocking that I haven't been given. And it just yes. wants me to do the blocking. And I think that's relatively true. So it's even to a certain extent, some of the things don't even necessarily feel like puzzles. They feel like you have to learn your blocking for this part. You need to you need to learn what your role is in this scene we are portraying. See, and normally I would agree with the idea that this is maybe kind of bad or, or corny uh -huh. game design. If not for the way another world introduces yeah. the idea that you're talking about is genius. The very first screen of this game, once you're playing it, yeah. most people, and I did this as well, even though I had already heard this is what most people do, uh, what happens is you are underwater in like a chair. Yeah. And most people do not realize that it, the cinematic the is game over has started. Yeah. the game has started. So if you don't move quickly, you yeah. die. Right. And I did at least five times. I was like, what is happening? Is there something wrong with the game? And I'd like, I'd like press to restart. And then it would be like, no, I was just playing that again. What? And I'm like, oh, it's time for I'm me in. to do I'm in stuff. <laughs> I'm literally in it. Yeah. But the thing is, that's a fun. So first of all, that's funny. Yes. Second of all, it is teaching you like, this game is going to kill you, and then that's how you figure out what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. you d you have to accept that. You right. have to accept the setback that every once in a while the game is going to be like, hey, you're dead. Because we're still living in a time where Dragon's Lair was considered yeah. a good game. And when compared to Dragon's Lair, I think this is a million a, oh, a million times gosh. better yeah, than something like Dragon Slayer. The trial and error Dragon Slayer sucks. But, well, but yeah. but the trial and error of Dragon Slayer is literally just like blah. Whereas this is like at least the trial and error makes sense. Like that didn't work, but it yeah. didn't work because this or whatever. Right. Uh, the the other thing to that same effect that I think is is it comes up later is scenes when like a person will bust through a room and shoot at you and you're instantly dead versus sometimes you're just allowed to run down a hallway and they're they're stormtroopers that can't hit you for for anything right you can mm -hmm. just run down this hallway and there's fires because the scene is the action set piece of you running down the hallway with blasters right. fl flailing behind you and you're just supposed to figure that out so i don't um behoove anybody who that sort of puts them off but I would, I, do. I well, no, 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 sure. <laughs> but, but I would also reiterate to those people, this game is 20 minutes long. Okay. <laughs> it's, right. it's not asking you to do that for too long. Like the opposite of that effect is sometimes how I feel in a game like Elden Ring, right? Where it's like, I could spend my entire life struggling to do this and never make any progress. That's not how another world is going to be. You're going to spend the afternoon struggling against this and you'll eventually find your way. Okay. So it, it's it is asking so little of you what it gives you in return for bumping up against the like 
um, figure out what this scene is asking of you. That's the fun of it. That's the comedy right. of it is figure out what the scene is trying to be. Right. Well, since you brought up Elden Ring, I do want to and its difficulty. Uh, let's real quick sidebar. Just got to let you know. I am currently doing a 100% run of Elden Ring. I'm doing wow. it very slowly, and I'm doing it uh, piece by piece. Mm -hmm. um, I've done uh, all of Limgrave and then that like weird little peninsula area, yeah. and I'm in, um, and I've beaten the 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 dungeon, the first dungeon, uh, and and completed that 100%. And now I've moved on to the second larger area, the the lake area. And I just want to say that. Doing everything in Elden Ring yeah. makes the game really easy. It doesn't make it a bad game. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to say, for the record, if you do all the stuff, yeah, literally anyone could beat it. Like right. it, it is just not. It is not a hard game because you end up getting over leveled. I'm actually kind of worried that maybe the way they designed it has made it so that playing the game 100 is actually not as fulfilling. We'll see because yeah. at this point. It's not like I've gotten t through any bosses that I'm very precious about, like how yeah. difficult they should be or whatever. But man, does that game get easy whenever but, you decide to do everything. By that, do you mean like just sort of turning over every nook and cranny and like, like, I mean, because there are still like some like there's still a boss in a cave that you come across and it, it's going to take you a few attempts to like kill. But you're saying to the like the big obvious progression set pieces, if you've done everything you can do before that. Yeah, I even mean a, like a cakewalk. even the little stuff, though, and mm. actually especially the little stuff is, you know, you start the game and then you're doing all of the, the tiny dungeons. And that's what I mean by 100 percenting is I'm going yeah. to every, every location yeah. in the area and then completing that. Interesting. Um, you eventually accrue. You're like ahead of where the game is is set for you to be. Yeah. And once you have that momentum on it all of the little bosses, you get so much leeway with mm, them because mm -hmm. you're so much stronger than they are. You're faster. Mm -hmm. uh, you take more hits. And then that even translates to, oh, okay, well, now I'm fighting a big boss that would normally take me three hours, but this time I got it on the third attempt because I can <laughs> I can mess up so much more. Right, like, right. if you give someone way more health yeah of course and that means they can take more damage and also like play the sequence less perfectly right um to bring it back to another world lester uh is very weak and will yeah. die just off i mean off anything yeah he will die he, he he dies all the time yeah um and he never improves at anything <laughs> so it just comes down to are you gonna learn exactly how to do this yeah um as compared to something like elden ring that i think is like really it's trying to help you but it's also like not signposting anything yeah another world does a lot of really good and really smart signposting yeah it does um, i would say there's a couple instances where the game is willing to let you go too far without having like flipped one switch you were supposed to switch or whatever and then it's going to ask you later to figure out where that switch is there's like a thing where you gotta yeah, shoot a, a globe like there's a couple mm -hmm. different little elements and oh, a, a globe moment though yeah that, <laughs> i mean no that it's cool okay. no, no no i'm not discrediting it i'm just saying there are times with a game you have to get to the consequence of not having done that to discover well my critical moment was i eventually would if i hadn't realized the reloads were telling me to stop going forward sure, i would sure. have eventually gotten to a point where there would have been no progression and i would have realized that but it's like a number of very important actions later that then you're like wait why can't i go past this water or whatever like why can't i move past this area oh it's because 
10 minutes ago, I needed to go down and go blow up this other thing that I didn't Mm -hmm. know was even there or whatever. I just want to talk about the globe thing, though, because it's such a good micro example of the very like beautiful visual language of this game. So you walk into this room and you're on the second floor of a building and the room it, it there's not really anything in it you but right. what the thing is you have a little bit a tiny slit of a window mm-hmm. that goes to this other larger kind of circular room and there are these three green like marble shaped kind of decorations that are just hanging from the ceiling and uh you're like okay i what is this room even for it has like nothing in yeah. it that you can interact with except for that little slit, right? And they're like, I guess I could... My thing was the first time I saw it, I immediately was just like, well, I'm right. going to shoot through that. And then I shot through it, and the the thing fell down, and I was like, well, that didn't really do anything. And then there was a, a guy. There's yeah. a guy in that room that if you're listening, you can hear him walking around. And if you sh- just shoot it, he will just try and come get you. He will, like... He, you'll hear him being like, uh and he'll, well, he'll, 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 he'll fire at the ceiling. So he'll like jump back and just start shooting yeah. up at yeah. sort of where he thinks you are. You know, like, oh, I guess I messed you. something up. So then on the second go around, you're like, okay, I didn't do that right. You notice that on the green marble ball, you can see that guy's reflection. It's just a light little yeah. like circular, uh, little circle of light right. as he's moving around. And occasionally he stops. Uh-oh right underneath the thing and then you realize oh i gotta shoot the thing when he's underneath it and bam now i've killed him yeah um and there you go that's like there's there's a million little details like that but that is like probably one of my favorite examples of the game just very elegantly teaching you exactly what it wants from you yeah yeah it's it is just sort of ripe with little little moments this screen wants you to do this and then a few broader think about the the big space like there was another one i came up against where uh and i did myself a disservice by like having checked out the long play and i and you get to like the end of this one tunnel and you just have to fend off for a little bit until buddy busts open an air vent and pulls you up right i knew that was supposed to happen Mm -hmm. but i had missed a critical step earlier that would allow buddy to crawl through the air vents and it took me like nine tries of because what I'm supposed to do is a difficult task, right? I have right. to fend off these guys for a while. I have to kind of interact with the combat that is tricky. It's it's on purpose, kind of a hard combat system. And I, you know, you fail, you fail, you fail. You think you did pretty good that time, but it still didn't work. Okay. You can, you can find yourself butting up against not realizing yet the game has actually asked you to t- do a different task, right? That, right. That's, that is the thing that, uh, that always came back to me. Uh, in it, but and and this isn't a knock against it. I'm saying any time I felt that frustration rising, where I was like, "This game's not being fair," it was. It was just that I yeah. was doing the wrong thing. It was. It was telling me this is impossible because the the prerequisites haven't been fulfilled. To me, so like with the sequence you're talking about, uh, what because I I had that happen to me actually the first time, and it wasn't because I hadn't helped Buddy out. It was because I had died. I had helped Buddy out already, oh, yeah. but then I died on a different part of the puzzle and didn't realize that Buddy got reset whenever mm-hmm. I checkpointed back. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I noticed is that the camera, the way the camera is set up for that scene, you can see clearly where Buddy should be. be and you've right. seen him in other parts right. of, of this area, like working through the vents and stuff. Exactly. So the second you see that, you should think, 
oh, Buddy's supposed to be up there. Yeah. Um, and I just, I the thing that I really feel is that, so like, let's say another world had like text on the screen or some sort of like, like, like the way we would do this nowadays in a game is there'd be like something that would just literally tell you exactly like, oh, like Buddy's <laughs> not here, so he won't help you. Uh-huh. Um, a kind of indicator there. And, and it maybe feels like, you know, what, what do we lose if we do something like that? Well, I mean, what we gain is now the player clearly understands exactly, you know, what to do. Yeah. So, so communication wise, now we're wasting less of their time. Yeah. Um, the game is, you know, it's less difficult, but it's also communicating effectively to the player. I would say, though, what we're losing in that is any kind of focus on the game just having a, an immersive visual language something that like makes me feel like i am uh like actually experiencing something mm -hmm. instead of just being reminded that i'm playing a video game right um and i do feel like immersion is a factor even in like non-first person games because i want to focus on the actual scenario yeah. the honestly like the cinematography of the game itself right and the more the game uses like meta aspects to try and tell me what to do the more i just feel like i'm playing checkers or yeah. chess or, or ch just laundry list just yeah. just list of things to check right list of things to check and i really like i think the thing that you know so you've got another world and then you've got something like eco the thing that mm -hmm. i think they really have in common is just do never break the fourth wall and right. just tell the player what to do Right. Just bake it into the world right. and the player will see all those directions. And I feel like that is something that, you know, some games know very well that 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 come out these days. But then I think of something like, and this is not, you know, whatever. It, it, it's it's This is not a huge knock, but you think of something like Spider-Man, yeah. uh, where the game is just littered with icons and yeah. directions and signposting. And the game is constantly telling you, Hey, you're playing a game, and uh, this is how you do the thing to get the outcome that you want. And yeah. maybe, like, maybe we don't need that, or maybe that should be like an optional yeah. thing. Like, I I don't want this to come off as some sort of elitist, like, non accessibility argument. No, uh, I think if if people need and 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 want that stuff to be able to interact with it, absolutely. But should that be the default? I don't know. Like, I I I think there is something lost. Yeah, well, and, and there's also your what you're describing is what people talk about when they talk about accessibility is accessibility is not a switch you turn on at the end of develop. It's something you have to develop for from the get go. Like it has to mm -hmm. be baked into the concept. Right. And if anything, like that's why Elden Ring is an accessible game is because on the front end of it, like you're describing, you can just wander and mm -hmm. get plenty of things that make other aspects of the game easier for you. The, the other thing that was coming to my mind is the beauty of another world and eco is not only is the logic all self-contained but also the world is logical and i think that's mm -hmm. a critical factor and when you compare that to something like mirror's edge where mirror's edge is a cool art style but it's also like the door is red the fit like right. it feels just like not convincing and if you turn that off you are able to turn that off right where stuff doesn't glow for you if you're supposed right. to touch it but then the game is harder to read so it's almost like they i think that game was lauded for it, it, it was like 
praised for that being like a brilliant design trick. But I almost push it the other way to say, well, that's not a that's not an immersive world. That's you. Right. You did a little hack to make it work for us in the same way that a waypoint is a little hack. Whereas what another world and eco do is we don't give you anything, but the every element presented to you logically fits together in a way you will discover. Yeah, you know what I don't like uh, that like is I you know I feel like I never say anything bad about Last of Us, mm -hmm. I, I, and I feel like people that listen to the show could have the impression that I like really like Last of Us. Uh, one thing that I don't like about Last of Us is the like special vision thing. Yeah, like I think when Batman has special vision, I'm like, well, he's Batman. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right. he gets he gets special vision. <laughs> Spider Man wants to use his spider senses whatever yeah but like i don't like playing a game where i'm just some guy and they've decided because from a game design perspective it's useful yeah. if i can go into some sort of special vision mode i feel like is there a more immersive way to like just use the visual language of the world to communicate the things that this special vision mode yeah. uh, is is communicating to me because again yeah it feels like fourth wall I'm mm -hmm. seeing the hand of the designer too specifically. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I want I want to do the synthesis in my brain. Right. Like I want I want the game designer to um, present A and B and C, and then I decide whether we're doing multiplication, addition, subtraction, yeah. whatever. Right. But I want to do that uh, that synthesis myself, and I even think for accessibility. You can preserve that, like yeah. absolutely. It's just like it. I mean, the easy way is to just make a big sign that says, "Here's <laughs> right. what to do." Yeah, like, exactly. That is that is the the no the no thought version of it. But right. like, I feel like there's a million ways to kind of take the visual language of another world and the visual language of something like eco and just mm -hmm. be like, "All right, we are just going to teach people." It, I mean, it would take a lot of, it, I'm from a design perspective, it's a lot of trial and error because yeah. you're going to have to watch human beings and yeah. a lot of different human beings, not just your friend John or whatever, <laughs> uh, a lot of different human beings interact with something and see how they think, how they yeah. respond to it. And it kind of feels like, I don't know how Eric did this. Like yeah. if he had like a lot of friends that tested this, the fact that it all makes so much sense either communicates that like Eric just has a really good handle on how people are going to respond to stuff. Uh, or like maybe a lot of people got their hands on this before it was actually released. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to know more about the process of this game. To be honest, like I said, uh, towards the top of this discussion, YouTube didn't give me a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like there really, there really isn't enough on this. I would yeah. watch a movie about this game, to be honest, a documentary anyway. anyway. Yeah. It's not a movie. There, there could stand to be a lot more said about this game because like you said, this is the game that like every designer puts in their biography of like top yeah. inspirations, but right. nobody it feels like is doing the 10 hour deep dive into it or whatever, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the purely exhaustive look at everything that this game gave us yeah i mean uh, this this certainly feels like of all 80 other games on our list like this one's gonna have almost the most legacy points out of all like it's like super mario brothers 3 and this have yeah. like the the top legacy points of anything else yeah i definitely would give it max max legacy points um and also just like i mean not to i i feel like we were we did we did miss uh, kind of dirty on the show, but also I think Mist kind of deserved it. I realize there are a lot of people that disagree. Totally understand, but like we were three, we were three separate people, yep. and 
we all kind of came away with pretty similar right. uh, feelings on Mist. Um, I would take something like Mist, and I take something like Another World, and I would sort of pit them against each other a little bit to kind of illustrate maybe why Mist didn't hit as hard for us on this show. Yeah, Mist feels like something that was really big at the time that it came out, but as a legacy, it it didn't so much remind me of things that I was excited about so much as it was like, it feels like it kind of cornered something, did it well, got, yep. you know, sold like hotcakes, and then the game industry was like, well, we're not yeah. going to keep doing a lot of stuff with this. I mean, right. that, or, or at least the aspects of Myst that made it literary yeah. uh, were things that aesthetically affected other games, but the game design itself did not. And yeah. I feel like that, doesn't hit as hard for me like another world actually aesthetically i think doesn't really look like anything almost anything else i've yeah. played but as far as the game design that i can feel the spirit of yeah. that in so many other things that well, i've interacted and that's with. the big thing right is mist feels like mist and other puzzle games exactly like mist whereas another world mm. like we described it's like you described it you compared it to gears of war we described yeah. it to prince of persia we described it's like every element of it is being used in vastly different genres of things right, right? whereas mist is like a, a critically important puzzle game another yeah. world i don't have a category that it is important to it's important to video games right? right that's the difference basically uh so yeah i don't know i think it's time to rank this puppy to slap Ooh, this on oh the no. list this oh, is date we go. yeah exactly uh so oh. i'm i'm curious first and foremost hunter where is it on your personal list have you have you slapped it on your rankings yet i don't want to say exactly where it yeah. is i, I don't I either it. i refuse I, how about this how about this i i have a new i i had a new idea for um something i want to try uh-huh before we talk numbers, let's set the numbers <laughs> aside for a second. Let's talk about what attitude uh -huh. do we want to take with another world? Because here's something I want to point out. So, mm. so I'm, I'm going to talk about two other opinions that are not ours yeah. real quick. Sure. Um, and they're different. They're very different opinions. Um, so uh, Action Button... Yeah. Uh, the the old uh, the old like blog version of it, not the new YouTube version of it, um, named another world as the greatest game of all time in a series of essays that they uh, all collectively wrote together. Yep. Um, the another world essay was written by Tim Rogers. I didn't I didn't reread it, but you reminded me of it before we started recording this. Yeah, um, and I'm sure it's great. I'm and I'm sure it's accurate to to what this game is. And then also. I watched on YouTube uh, the YouTuber SNES Drunk, mm -hmm. who uh, I don't know a whole lot about, but I, I've seen a handful of their videos. They're pretty funny. Um, I don't know if they're also like a horrible person, but whatever. I, yeah. I don't know anything about this person, I guess is what I'm saying. But uh, they did a video on the Super Nintendo version of Another World, which is called Out of This World, and it has horrible box art. Or it's not horrible, depending on how you look at it, yeah. actually. It's actually kind of fun. It just doesn't really look <laughs> like the game at all. Um, but... Uh, his review of it was, uh, I'm going to boil it down, but it basically was just kind of like, ah, it's really clunky and annoying to play. I didn't really like it very much. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I kind of get both of these. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying is- You're not I, wrong, a, but- you're, No one's wrong <laughs> yeah. like here. I, I have two opinions. One of them, you know, just kind of looking at another world in the, in the cold uh, light of day. And then the other one being like, well, objectively, this is- 
the greatest game of all time. Uh huh. Uh, and I can understand both viewpoints. So I ask this: What add? Like, what do we want to communicate about yeah. this game? Because we could, we could be a realist about it. We could say, you know, it it's cool and all this historical stuff. That's yeah. great, but. Yeah. I mean, how fun was it? It's like really short. Uh -huh. There's like frustrating moments. Is it really even like, do you need to be historical while you're playing a video game? Uh -huh. Like uh -huh. who cares about all of that? And sort of be like, yeah, like, and just kind of rank it yeah. without that cultural stuff. Mm -hmm. We could kind of mm -hmm. play a little bit of right. a contrarian to, to the action button. We could kind of rebel against daddy in that way. Um, <laughs> Uh, we, cause also this is not, you know, this is, this is truly an old gamers game. Yeah. We were, we were too young to play this when right. it was in its heyday. Yeah. Uh, so we are looking back on it, yeah. had it at having not, it's not one of our games that we need to protect per, per se. Right. So we could do that or we could be like, you know what? The old farts were right. This yeah. is, this one is a masterpiece. What do we want to do attitude wise? Here's what I'll say. Uh, of course, my opinion on this changes with the wind of like what our journalistic integrity, what our style is on this show. Yeah, we are journalists. Just, it just depends on the game, right? Um, and what I feel about another world, I have my personal feelings. I have my own personal ranking. Mm -hmm. In this instance, that means nothing to me. I'm keeping my personal list for my <laughs> own posterity. It's a fun thing to have. But in this instance... When I think of the old gamers almanac list, what what we want this list to be is when someone looks at the stuff at the top, they look at it and they say, "Okay, they're saying I need to play that." Right? And if I if I look at games lower on the list, it's they're saying I don't need to play that, right? There are great mm -hmm. games that we have said you don't need to play, right? GoldenEye. We it's a great game that we say you don't need to play it though. Missed. Great game. You don't need to play it. I am of the mindset that you do need to play Another World, and I think our ranking should reflect that. I disagree. I think it's more fun <laughs> if it's me plus you equal this. Because <laughs> you, you of wanna, what you, you just said. You don't want to play any subjectivity. You want to take our numbers and equal them. Well, see, I didn't I didn't know like how exciting that might be until you just said what you just said. And then now I'm like, ooh. See, I just think it's fun uh, no. for for it to be Let's let um, it fall where it is and then decide from there. But you are I do. I did not want. I do not want to tell you my number. I don't want to I because want it's a conversation. It's not me. a conversation I want to have. It's not a conversation I, I care about. It's I uh -huh. specifically with. I even. I mean, mm -hmm. I gave some of it, but we did not go to Matt's therapy corner today. Ooh, I'm not interested. If you're gonna if get we... me, if you're gonna get me to say my number, you have to say yours first. I will. Okay, fine. Um, I ranked it uh, number ten on my list. I Fuck. gave it the tenth spot. <clears throat> now you have to say yours. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I I did the I did this right after I finished it playing it. That's mm -hmm. what I'm doing. That's my rule. Yep. If I remember, is I write uh -huh. it down the second I finish it, I write it down. Or the second I'm done with it, I write it down. And then I just say that's it. I'm it's a gut. It's a gut feeling list. And and the other thing about my list, it changes sometimes. Sometimes I'll go in and I'll just I'll shake everything up. I don't stand by any opinion I've ever had at any moment. Okay? Yeah, but this ever. one this one we're standing by. This one. I put another world 
I'm so no, excited. No, I don't. Okay, give it to me. Give it to me. Come on. Just tell me. Just tell me. 49. On, this is 49. Well, that's uh, not even that bad. I was hoping it was going to be worse than that. That's way lower for a game that's obviously not going to be down there. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I'll tell you this. I'll tell, I'll tell you this. I you thought it could have been worse? You thought it could have been worse? Yeah, I thought it, I, I thought, I thought you could have ranked it lower, um, personally. But uh, I, I get, I get a little bit of a, I don't know, I, I get kind of a thrill in, in, in how hard looking, I go against the thing. <laughs> I think I just get kind of a thrill in like looking at our list together uh-huh. and like feeling like my my list is like the punk rock version of like this list. Um, and that the list we have together is way more chaotic. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so I think... What is mine? Yours is punk rock. What is my list? Mine is, like, all emotion. Like, if punk rock is cool and, like, sort of... M- mine is, like... I don't like, think punk rock is cool. I think punk rock is kind of... I don't know. It's kind of played out. But uh, uh, I think... I, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to, you, you know... I don't want to characterize your list. Well, you haven't seen the whole list, too. So, yeah, Yeah. maybe you just don't know. You don't know as well. Well, if we took an average, it's 29 and a half, right? 29 and a half. If we just took an average, it would be under Hitman and above Super Monkey Ball. If if we just wanted to be like, listen, we have to separate ourselves from this conversation that could Mm -hmm, go on forever. mm -hmm. We have to just put ourselves uh, uh, beside it and and go from there. You know what's hilarious about that? is uh-huh. within my own personal rankings of where things uh, set up. Another World is also, I mean, technically two spots, but right above Monkey Ball. So for me and my metrics, it sort of falls in line with, with at least wow. some feelings that I have. You know what's funny, too? So, so okay, if we put it as... So you're saying... It would be our new number we, 30. If we put it as the new number 30, what's funny is... So right above it would be Hitman 2016, which is... That's weird, but uh, tw- twenty-eight centipede, twenty-seven bongeo, twenty-six yep. is Final Fantasy seven. On my list, another world is right below Final Fantasy seven. It is on mine too. Wow. I mean, my my Final Fantasy is forty-eight, but it's directly wow. below Final Fantasy. So we both said another world is one step below Final Fantasy seven. We just differed on where that was. Yeah, that's kind of beautiful. So. Should it just go there then? Should it just go below Final Fantasy VII? I think, well, is no, that see, more? Is I, that more beautiful? Here's what I'm going to propose. Uh huh. Um, I'm going to propose that it go right in the center, which would make it the new 28. Or no, or no, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, the 28 or 29, I think. That's, 28 that's what I think or 29. Makes sense. We're we're talking about between, well, let's have some conversations, right? This show is fun to like bounce around these conversations a bit. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. talking about a very small range: Final Fantasy VII, Bongayo, Centipede hitman and super monkey ball it's falling yep. in there somewhere okay so uh let's let's start doing the dance yeah uh if it is below final fantasy 7 by definition what constitutes it going below bongayo i don't know i mean to me bongayo bongayo is like way more fun to play yeah but it's it's not as it's not as clean from a design perspective, it it's certainly got as, clunk, right? <laughs> they, but, yeah, it certainly <laughs> got some very weird jank in there. And I mean, another world is a little janky too. But to me, like the vision is what I, is what carries me through it. Uh-huh. Um, and that vision, I think, blows something like Bongayo out of the water. I right. actually feel like it's very easy for me to, me to say that Another World is better than Bongayo. It's harder for me to say that it's better than something like Centipede, yeah. even though Centipede is 
like, I mean, I feel w- way less strong about Centipede overall. Uh huh. But I just think Centipede is also like visually, yeah, uh, it's very clean design. I mean, right. it's literally an arcade game, but it's yeah. a smart arcade game and it's fun and it's got yeah. bright art design and, and it's, it's unique kinda, it, does, it stands it's, like that trackball stuff stands unique. kind of alone i mean there are other trackball games but it's like centipede is is pinnacle among them yeah i mean i don't i don't like it as much but i do think that maybe like below centipede is chill is the vibe me. yeah i think that's a decent vibe giving having this be a week where we give centipede a little bit of a fist bump yeah uh i think i think that sounds a-okay with me and also i just feel like that's an easier conversation to have because like bongayo is like really funny it's really weird uh and just like goofy and strange and yeah i would love to say that bongayo is like one of the greatest games ever made but even on my list bongayo has fallen to 17 yeah so yeah well okay i mean we're, we, we're dancing in this space i mean i'll still posit that i'm very comfortable with another world literally just being right below final fantasy 7 um because t- to me i i make up plenty of reasons why another world is above bongayo and centipede you sort of scoffed at hitman and hilariously i mean hitman is something i love quite a bit more than another world uh yeah hit hitman i would say is another game that i'm kind of thinking of with the uh aggressive signposting yeah oh true yeah but it sort of has to because it's like you you go do anything and you can ignore the signposting of course yeah but i will i will say i i i do find when i play hitman for a long time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what will drive me a little crazy is that it feels like there's kind of two modes, right? Yeah. I can go along with what the game is designed for me and, and then crazy stuff will happen. And after a while, I would say that's not very fun. Even yeah. though there's like crazy stuff happening, it sort of feels like the game is kind of playing itself, right? Like yeah. it, it doesn't really feel like I'm getting to make a lot of significant choices. And then you kind of just go, you know, gonzo mode all mm-hmm. the time. But then that's kind of wholly dependent on like the systems like working out. And a lot of times the systems have like, they'll have hilarious, like unintended consequences that can kind of carry you through the game. But I do find like chaos mode is not like, like I think Hitman is excellent to sit down with for a while, but now I've been playing Hitman for a long time. And I do feel like the wheels have kind of come off a little bit. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. My heart really wants this to go right below Final Fantasy VII. I keep thinking about Centipede, and it sounds like I've almost gotten to the point where I sort of like Centipede even more than you, in your current state of mind, feel about it. But when I sit down, I I played Centipede just recently in Portland uh, for a while, and I love the design, but it's also still something that, um... I like really beat my head against like I'm really bad at centipede is what I've discovered. Mm-hmm. I want I want to be good at centipede and I'm just not and it's it's hard to get good at it. And and especially the Bongayo conversation, I think another mm-hmm. world is like unequivocally above Bongayo in in my uh feeling about the list. It's not it, Bongayo is above it on my uh on my personal list. Bongayo is much higher than another world, but I feel like our list should uh, the 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 importance of another world versus its jank far exceeds the importance of bongayo versus its jank okay i'm i you i i think i think i can i can sign up for that i think the, i think the only reason i didn't want that is if i have another world and final fantasy 7 clustered oh, on both my personal list and our list together true. it makes it weird for future conversations nah, you, it's hey, better if things it. are broke 
So we got to use a little so meta conversation gotta, gotta to decide this. Sorry, specific. another world. You you just fell. Oops. You slipped on a rock so, and the, the slug so the slug was standing right stupid. there and it killed you and you had to fall down. I'm sorry. That's just how it works sometimes. Yeah, you know, actually, you know this better hilarious. than anybody. That's hilarious. We were going to rank another world number 27, but then a random event happened and Lester died again. <laughs> All right, another world is the new number 29 mm -hmm. right above Hitman 2016 and right below number 28, the arcade masterpiece, Centipede. Seems good. Seems good. Okay. Delicious. Well, uh, coming up soon on Old Gamers Almanac next week, we are. I am finishing up Grim Fandango. We actually started this recording. I have 10 minutes left in Grim Fandango. I'm trying to get ahead of some stuff. Uh, but also, to put it out there, we're trying to do a Wing Commander episode now by the time this uh -huh. episode releases we may have just already called a shot but if you are out there and you have gotten wing commander 3 to work on your modern pc will you please and you like know how you did it like you you know yeah, yeah. you like you really need to know how you did it you need to know how you did it uh hit us up we are looking for that i i got it to work on mine pretty sure it's gonna keep working i've played a couple levels of wing commander 3 uh, and we were having really bad audio problems was the main thing, it's, which yeah. seems like a maybe common problem with DOSBox. But yeah, with, the problem is there's just not like a lot of like videos about like how to get Wing Commander 3 working on stuff. So if you're like a DOSBox expert or a GOG, like super old PC game expert, we are struggling with this one. And Wing Commander 3 is on the chopping block, basically. If we don't yeah. find a solution for Hunter's PC, we will switch it to TIE Fighter at the last minute. So in two weeks, you either have Wing oh, Commander don't tell 3. Them that, because then they'll be like, don't help them. Don't <laughs> help them. <laughs> Nobody move. Nobody say a word. <laughs> Nobody move. And then, see, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of TIE Fighter people that are going to be like, wait, who helped them? <laughs> we weren't supposed to. We were going to get TIE Fighter. <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson, with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Yeah.